Hey everybody, it's Lori. And this is Matt. And this is episode four of Teacher Teacher Saves Saves World. Why can't you be more like my stapler? Keeping my papers together. Why aren't you doing your part? Episode four. I've been looking forward to this all day. Yeah. Because it was kind of a gray, really kind of drab, depressing day. Yeah, around here where we live, definitely. I'm more like a lizard. I just want to get out and sit in the sun. Yeah. You know? Spring is is a tease. Oh, it's It's a big, flirty tease. The sun kind of like pops out for like a day and makes you think about summer. Makes you think about going into the drawer where your shorts live. Moving your tank tops up to the top of the pile in the drawer. And then it goes and hides behind the clouds again. Oh my God, it was totally winter today. Yeah. So I thought, okay, well we can, we get to do the pod tonight. That'll be fun. That'll be good. So episode four and our, we, we always uh, wrap the episodes around a question, a guiding question, essential question. And today's essential question is what is the warm demander. What is the warm demander? I know. It's it's not a superhero. Yeah. Or a cocktail. Co- it's not a cocktail. I can't go order that at the bar. No, that's cute. You could do that like a be warm. Be like a coffee drink. Like a Bailey's Kahlua coffee. Like I'd like the warm yeah. demander, please. Yeah, give me a warm demander. <laughs> or it's like a, like a um, part of like the Imperial Army in Star Wars. <laughs> Get me the warm demander. <laughs> okay. I'm not the We're Star gonna Wars. We're going to squash the rebellion with the Girl. warm demand. Or maybe it's like the new weapon. That's your thing. It's the, it's the <laughs> weapon, the big giant weapon that they're going to point the warm demander at that little peon planet over there. Well, okay. It's none of the, none yeah, of the above. It's none of the above. But, but, you know, last episode, we kind of, I think I threw that term out when we were talking about yes. ideal teachers. Right. And we threw out the term warm demander. And, you know, educators are notorious for this, throwing out, like, sounding really snobby with acronyms and, like, lingo and jargon. And so I thought, you know, we should unpack this in an yeah. episode because it's a really important yeah. um, title. Or, or even, like, like uh, concept. With, with our students, right? We're always having to check ourselves with the vocabulary we use, not knowing whether or not they know the words that we're right. I mean, vocabulary development is such a huge part of what we mm-hmm. do and, and um, you know, being ahead of the game and building that vocabulary ahead of time. Yeah. But here's something else I, I noticed because when we, uh, we record these shows and then we'll listen to them like the, the day after. And one thing I noticed, you mo- you notice all your little ticks. So, If, so you're in, if you wanted to go back and listen to episodes one, two, or three, and if you were to play a drinking game and take a drink every time I said like, yeah, uh (laughs) yeah, or, or uh, awesome. If I say awesome, that's two drinks. But every time I say, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah, right. And I... (laughs) I ca- I already did it in this show. Like I've already done it in the first few minutes. Are you trying minutes. not to do it right I, now? I don't know. What were my ticks? You were just listening to you. Of, of course. You're so self-absorbed. Of course. Um, so anyway. So anyway, we're going to get into that So that's that an optional, optional activity, you know, while you listen, if you want to play along and just yeah. count how many times, and it's usually while Lori's talking, I'll, uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I feel the need to like throw a little affirmations in there. I know. And like nod your head. Because it's, you can't write. It's cute. It's Beca- good. Because good you, listening. Right. You can't see me. Yeah. So this is, I'm doing like a, a verbal head nod mm-hmm. 
Oh, I just did it. Well, we're sitting in our bedroom too. In Maybe a, it's okay. At a little table. Yeah. At a little podcast studio in our room. Not a big deal. Um, so before we unpack Warm Defender, we always start the show with... Warm Demand. Oh, what'd I say? <laughs> warm Defender. Oh, God. See, you brought up Star Wars. And now I'm thinking all war. Oh, we just coined a new okay, term demand. right here. <laughs> we're going to... That'll be the next show. What is it? I say Warm Defender. I... We've all had classes where we have been the warm defender. Yeah. Okay, warm demander. Man, we've been inside all day long. I know. Man. I feel weird. Yeah. This once Corona Land is done, this show will get really normal. We did really normal. We didn't even walk the dogs well, today. Yeah, we didn't even get outside. So lazy. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. We would do horrible in like Alaska. Yeah. Or, you know, those those places that are so far north or so far south that they go like mm-hmm. months without I would I would be wackadoodle. I would yeah. be so bad in those places. Even though we have lots of sedentary um, activities we love. Reading. Yeah, but I think it's more about the sun. It's, it's the sunlight. Yeah, it's the sun. It is. Right. Okay. So Matt's going to start us off with our opening segment, um, which is, if I were principal. If I was principal. Can't wait to hear it, Matt. All right. So I, this is, uh, I don't know how this one's going to go over, but I, I really believe in the value of the incredible importance of cleanliness and orderliness and organization. Go on. I want all of my staff and all of my students to be organized and clean. I want them to stay on top of their materials. I want them, I want to stay on top of their emails. I want them to have good workflow systems. And so here's what I would do. My guess is I'm going to start at three, once every three weeks. I think two weeks, weekly would definitely be overkill. No. Even even every two weeks might be mm. too, too disruptive mm-hmm. to instruction. And I think once a month might be too long. But, but I'm going to start at three. I might push it back to monthly. But once every three weeks is where I'm going to start. We're going to have organization and cleanup day. It might, be, it might be period. It might be half day. I'm going to adjust as I, you know, kind of... As we mm-hmm. get going, but I want to build a system that we, where we regularly pause and clean oh, I and love organize. It. So we, we go into our email inboxes and we delete everything that's just sitting there. Yeah. That's unnecessary. We're going to, we're going to organize files in yes. our email inbox. We're going to, and we're going to teach the kids how to do this. Have you ever seen, have you seen, I, have, have you, you looked over the shoulder at your students' email inboxes? Yes, and my own children's. Oh. And I understand almost yeah. why yeah. they ignore because them. they get a lot of automatic things, yeah. right? Their Google Classroom, every time a teacher posts something in there, it, like it sends them an alert, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. They get tons of email and they don't read email at all. So yep. we are going to help them organize and stay on top of their email inbox. Mm-hmm. Our teachers are going to do this too. Oh, it feels so good. Teachers are going to do this too. clean up an inbox. We're That's, going to, we're going to maybe have, mm, mm. maybe um, our, our, our maintenance staff are going to maybe even bring some extra trash cans around so that we can really go through our backpacks. Teachers can go through their desk. We're going to really clean and organize. Yes. And, and really what we're building here is a system of regular maintenance, mm-hmm. right? And I just read this, uh, I just got done reading this great book, Upstream by Dan Heath. And there was a great quote in there i'm going to paraphrase and i don't i forget where it came from we'll do this in another episode i'll give you actually details uh but it was systems are perfectly designed to get the results that they get 
And I was like, wow, <laughs> that was like really powerful. System, Good or bad. Systems mm-hmm. are perfectly designed to get the results that they get. So whatever, whatever results you are getting, mm-hmm. it's because of the systems you have in place. Yep. Right. So if you want to be organized and you want to be more efficient and you want to be more productive and you want to produce better work, then you need to create a system that produces the outcomes that you're looking for. Yeah. And there is no way I've, I think I've shared with you pictures, you know, sometimes, um, Sometimes we as teachers uh, at the high school, if a, if, a subst- if a teacher is out and there is not a substitute to, um, to be in their classroom, sometimes we as teachers will be called in to cover classes mm-hmm. on our prep periods. Yeah. And I think I've snapped pictures sometimes. I've gone to, I've covered for some class and it is gross. Oh, Matt. It's you gross. You took a picture. And I took, and I took a picture and I was, I think I probably shared it with you. I was like, Oh my God, look at this. Yeah, He doesn't have social media. Everybody's yeah, I, so I, we're, we're I good. Don't, I don't, I don't post anything. I I'm, I'm no, it, it's an, I'm bad anti-social. for, it's bad mojo. It's bad yeah. for the soul to work in a mess yeah. like that. I understand. I think, what, yeah. As our teach, as our students walk into these classrooms too, mm-hmm. right. What kind of message does it send when they see like this super messy desk? Yeah. And your, your walls are, yellowed and and yeah and the just paper is curling and, and there's dust everywhere and mm-hmm. yeah so i want a clean organized campus yeah i want to help all of my students become better you know at this and and we have such wildly varying degrees of organization within our students right and a lot of it depends on the environments within which they exist mm-hmm. right and then um but we also, even within our adults, yeah, we have totally, you know, different levels of organization. So I want to help everybody. But if you had it on a rotation like that, right. then it becomes expected yeah. and probably enjoyed. We could yeah. put a little music on. Yeah. Right? A little, uh, yeah. some good 80s like Madness totally. or, um, yeah. you know, some kind of a fun. Ska music. A little, little ska. Little I think ska. Yeah. English beat. Yeah. But just think of the... The, the habit it would develop yeah. in both teachers and students. Right. And that's what I'm looking to, right? Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate goal is to develop that habit of staying, you know, of taking care of business before it gets out of control, right? It's yep. building those regular systems to produce the outcomes that you want. Yep. And that comes through just regular, you know, maintenance, taking care of the small things, mm-hmm. You know, so that's what and I And you're do. not telling them what to do. You're saying, let's develop all of our own yeah. systems. Because if your system's right. not working, you need to reevaluate. Right. right. And maybe it's just, maybe it ends up being like, you know, it's like anything. Once you get in a good flow, right? And once you, if you're on top of it, then the amount of time it takes to stay on top, to maintain, gets smaller and smaller. Yep. So maybe this is just like, it's one period and we kind of rotate, mm-hmm. right? So this time it's first period, the next time we do it a second. So, so yeah. the same period's not getting hit all the time. Yeah. It really just takes one period, mm-hmm. right? It kind of, it's, it's on the calendar. It's yeah. something you look forward to. It's a little. It's a celebratory. Like, it's a variance of the schedule yeah. to kind of make things, you know, not so yeah. monotonous. Oh, I had my seniors clean out their backpacks last year, one day. Yeah. I don't know why, because I normally don't. Yeah. And I can't even tell you the crazy things that were coming out of those bags. I mean, I believe it. oh my God, half eaten granola bars, yeah. um, you know, water, entire water bottles, like multiple, like at the bottom of their bags where Chromebooks are kept. It was like crazy town in yeah. there. And these Any were the seniors. Living creatures or? No, no probably, animals. Probably, but uh, I bet but, uh, microscopic. But, uh, but oh. I bet if you took a microscope and put some of those things, you would mm, 
probably beat. Yeah. I bet that's where the coronavirus started. <laughs> we, started yeah, we all think it was high Wuhan. It was a high school backpack. Yeah. Or maybe it was Wuhan, China, but it was a school. It was a high. It was a teenager's backpack. Yeah. I bet you anything. That's where it started. Yeah. Teenager. Yeah. Teenager was backpack. A, yeah. If if Virus I was if I was city. if I was the principal of Wuhan China High School, <laughs> there would be no coronavirus right now. What do you think? Let's do it. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. You with me? Yeah. Okay. I'm with you, Principal Jones. Are we ready to launch into our our warm demander? Yeah. What the heck is a yeah. warm demander? Turn it on. Turn on the warm demander. Let's tell the people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a warm demander for one. I mean, we're laughing, but we're laughing because it is kind of a funky term. It is. It is kind of a, and I remember the first time that I heard it, it's, it's one of those, like, it's, uh, overly, uh, obvious. <laughs> it is like, it's so, it's the perfect name for it. Once you know what the description of it mm-hmm. is, but I just, I don't know. I wish there was something a little more, I don't know. Well, I like concise. it. Concise. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a little bit cheesy. If we can get it down to one word. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll throw that out to you. If you guys can come up with some term, if we could replace warm demander with something more tight, one word that really Mm -hmm. kind of captures it. Maybe it doesn't exist. All right. Well, tell them what it is. Okay. So I want you to imagine we're going to create a quadrant. Okay. We're going to have a horizontal axis. We're going to have a vertical axis. We're, We're going back to algebra. Okay. So the horizontal axis, that's your x-axis, right? Goes mm-hmm. left to right across your paper. We've got the y-axis, that's the, the vertical axis, and they, they bisect each, each other. And right at that, right at that bisection is the, is the origin. Oh. So we call it origin. The math department is in yeah. love with you right now. Yeah. The, the warm demander <laughs> emanates from the origin. Okay, so on the, on the x-axis, the, the, the horizontal axis that is our relationship spectrum. Okay. That is our, our, our line of relationship. So if you think of it going from one side of like no relationships at all and, and, and the kind of the polite term that they use for this is professional distance. Yeah. Professional distance. Like you do the job, but you're, you're not getting to know them too well. Very almost a little cold. Yeah. So imagine on the left-hand side of this spectrum clinical is the, is the professional distance. Mm-hmm. The one who really does not work on, on creating relationships kind of keeps it professional. They're like the college professor stuck on a high school campus. Yes. Okay. And then as you move to your right in the positive direction along the, the, uh, the horizontal axis there, the X axis, you get to the other end and that's personal warmth. Mm-hmm. This is the relationship. This is the caring for your students, the, the building of relationships and rapport mm-hmm. with your students. Knows all their names by week two. Yeah. Knows the sports they play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Knows tidbits about their family. Right. Really works at getting to know them. Right. So so we all fall somewhere. And mm-hmm. we can think about this as teachers. You can think about this as a parent too. You can think about this as a coach. This is really any situation mm-hmm. where you are in a mentor role with young people. Yeah. You fall somewhere. And I, you know, I guess you could probably apply this to uh, professional relationships too, right? If you were in a leadership position. Yeah. Right. I mean like you, adult to adult. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're the, the boss of a company, mm-hmm. you're going to, the relationships with those underneath, you're going to fall somewhere on that yeah. line from, from extremely distant 
to really connected and warm and you're going to fall somewhere in there. Yeah. And so where that line is bisected by the, by the Y axis, by the vertical axis is where you, you go from being uh, distant to, to warm. And there's a moment there, right? Where you're, you're, you're still distant, but you're getting warm and then you flip over to warm, but you fall somewhere on that line. Mm-hmm. Totally warm. You might just be barely warm. Right. If you're just mm-hmm. on the other side of the halfway mm-hmm. point, you you're you're you got a little bit of a um, distance to you, but but you have more warmth. Yeah. So that puts you over on the other yep. half. Okay. Now let's address the 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 vertical axis, the y axis. So this is the this is like the expectations mm-hmm. axis. Okay. So at the bottom, the negative end, we have like no expectations of performance. And the term that you might hear with this is passive leniency. Mm-hmm. Very lenient, mm-hmm. kind of hands-off. Because you don't care too much. Don't care too much. Yeah. You know, just like, hey, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and this... I'm getting my paycheck. This also gets into to issues of, uh, of equity, right? And so this is a this is a topic that's discussed often when it comes to social justice and equity mm-hmm. right because the expectations team seem to uh, vary when it comes to the learner's level of dependence and the more dependent they are the the more hands off yes. the you know the instructor the mentor becomes um, they see dependence as almost a sign of of weakness mm-hmm. right and then as it as it progresses up in the positive direction, then we have um, active demandingness, expectation of performance. Yeah. Okay, so so when these two lines bisect each other, they 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 break this this uh, this plane up into four quadrants. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so we have the half of the of the quadrant that has that is professionally distant okay and you either are professionally distant and have no expectations or you are professionally distant and have high expectations mhm those are two very different dynamics we'll get into those details yeah and then if you're on the the warm side you are either warm with no expectations mhm so you have relationships but you don't expect much or you are warm, you have those relationships, and you expect mm-hmm. results. And that's where we find the warm demander. Yep. Okay? Is in that that upper Which right Which is the quad- sweet it, spot. Yes. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for to teachers. move. And, and there's a lot of room, right? There's a lot of room in that, that quadrant. You might be an extreme on the warm side and just barely up there in the expectation side. Mm-hmm. Or you might be high in the expectation side and just barely on the warm side. But they know you care. Right. But you're in that quadrant. So, so even within the warm demander itself, there's a lot of variance yes. on exactly, you know, the, the, the different, the ratio of your expectations and your warmth. Mm-hmm. And okay? think about all the personalities we teach with and think about all the personalities of your past teachers and professors, even the personalities of your parents, Right. you know, they, they all kind of have an element of good. You know, there's there's elements of good in all of them that you can find. But the sweet spot that most kids respond to 
is some warmth and is some expectations. They yeah. want some structure. Yeah. And I, I was, I was looking for, I was trying to find when, who came up with this term, the warm demander. Oh, I have no idea. Who do we have to blame for this? And this, here's what I found. And I, I hope this is accurate. I didn't do like loads of research. So I apologize for those that are really, um, expecting um, high-level research. Uh, if so, you might be listening to the wrong show. I think you're Maybe. good. Yeah, all right. Uh, it was first coined by Judith Kleinfeld in 1972. What? Yeah. We, we are, were three years old. We are barely older than than the Warm Demander. Wow. Yeah. We grew up in the age of Warm Demanding. Mm -hmm. Lucky us. I didn't know it was that old. Lucky us. Um, I'm sure Warm Demanders existed prior to this. There just wasn't a term for them. Yeah. Yeah. They were just called good. Yeah. They were just, what a great guy. Effective. What a good gal. So it was toined by, uh, coined by Judith Kleinfeld in 1972. Uh, she was describing teachers who most successfully supported student achievement. There we go. Okay. So you got some work out of them. Yes. And they enjoyed the process. Yes. That's the sweet spot. So I thought what we could do here is we can go through the four quadrants. We can kind of break down mm -hmm. the four quadrants. Kind of really get to know these different types. And- I imagine when we describe, when we go through these, the four quadrants and we give names and, 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 um, aptitudes and, um, characteristics to them, you're going to, you're going to probably some, some people that you know are going to pop into your head. Yeah. Or yourself. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> Look in the totally. mirror, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, uh, and you might remember, you know, think back to when you were a teen or a child or really maybe even you know, in your adult life, people that were in positions of power over you, teachers, coaches, mm -hmm. parents, bosses, principals. Yeah. And you're going to kind of go, oh, yeah, you know, this was, this is why, this is why I, you know, this teacher was so great. Yeah. Because they were a warm demander. Mm -hmm. This is why this teacher was a pushover because, well, we'll go to Yeah. Over. Let's start with the pushovers. Well, um, I'm actually going to, I'm going to start at the, complete opposite corner oh, okay so this would be the, the, mean one. the no well this is the distant unexpecting or the low expectations the the passive leniency oh, with this is the, the and the professional distance here's here are some terms that have been used to describe this this role this type the elitist mm -hmm. or the sophisticate oh kind of funny i sophisticate i thought was a funny Funny one. So they think they're above it all. Yes. They, they, in general, here's their sort of their general attitude is, Hey, I, you know, I throw it out there. You figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know everything and I'm just going to, I'm going to lecture. I'm going to throw it out there to you. I did my job. And then, and then you need to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Okay. I did my job. That's how I, we teach responsibility. I, I, I ran off the worksheets. Right. Yep. I, I made the, um, I made the packets. Yeah. I, I picked the, the problems to do in the textbook. Mm -hmm. Um, I set up the online class, whatever it was. All done. Done. <laughs> you figured out. <laughs> if only. Okay. So here, maybe I should have printed this out in slightly larger font. Um, so no attempt to make relationships. Yeah. Okay. No need. They don't see any need in that no. or value. Um, very distant with the students. Keep their professional distance. Mm -hmm. um, they uh, have low expectations for, especially for dependent learners. Uh oh. Right. 
So our marginalized groups. Yes. Those that are, might have language issues. Language learners. Might have are, some learning deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our resource kids yeah. are... So there's there's no scaffolding. Go, there's no yeah. no support. No differentiation. Right. One just kind size of, fits all. Just kind of like, um, hey, you know what? They're, they're just... They're just they're just low. They're just, they're not going to get it. I know. Yeah. That's sad. That's kind of their, that's kind of their attitude. That's awful. What an awful way to live. Um, what an awful way to teach. Yeah. Well, and here's, here's where we get into the, 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 the social justice equitability issues is the often mistake. Let's hope it's a mistake. Let's hope it's not purposeful. I imagine sometimes it is purposeful, but where the, the cultural differences are seen as deficiencies. Yeah. Right. Instead of bonuses. Right. Or a richer. Right. You know, room. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. So they, you know, see like the, the lack of, of the, the lower vocabulary, the inability to understand something because they're, you know, this is their second language. I bet a lot of their senses start out with when I was in school. Oh yeah. I did what the teacher told me Mm -hmm. when I was in school. I could do this. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. You got to be in the now. Um, they are viewed by their students as being cold and uncaring. Mm-hmm. That's, uncaring, obvi- that's, that's yeah. obvious to see. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Let's see. What else? What, why do we stay about these people? Um, they allow their, their lower students to disengage as long as they're not being disruptive. So they'll put their head on the desk. Stick their earbuds in, and mm-hmm. as long as they're quiet, yep. they can quietly fail. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. I did I th- my job, and I think you know. Here's one of the. This is for another episode, but we can go into more detail. This is where technology has really created a a a, a negative here, mm. and and in the same way that it's so easy to put an iPad in front of your crying child now, yeah right you now like the strollers come with ipad sort of little carrying spots yeah. right so you can phone just, now you can click them in yep and they can push away right and, and i think technology's yeah. kind of done the same thing in education it's created that space where you know we could just ignore allow them to log into their netflix account or go down to youtube and they're not disruptive no like in they, the, they in, look like they're working in the in the past this student would have been more disruptive right because they would have mm-hmm. been so like uncared for not get any attention it's a it's a that pacifier there that there would have been some acting out mm-hmm. but now it's sort of like this this teacher it's made this teacher's job easier because now they can just sort of let them. We should save this because this is another whole topic. Yeah, we're going to tackle. We will because it's so. Prevalent. But it, it it plays into this quadrant. It sure right? does. This teacher right here mm-hmm. has been saved. This teacher previously, or this parent, or whoever, had to address this this young person's acting out and gotten you know, at least maybe gotten some more adults involved and gotten to the source of this. Well, they're disengaged. They're, they're not, their, their needs are not being met. Now it's just like, Hey, go ahead, go on YouTube. I'm going to, I'm not going to block it. Just go for it, dude. Go on YouTube. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. So that's that quadrant. Mm -hmm. Okay. The elitist, the sophisticate. Yeah. Professionally distant, passive leniency, Mm -hmm. no expectations. They do not care. No relationships. Yep. Okay. So now let's, now we're going to move, we're going to move up. We're going to move up. 
And so this is now that we're still professionally distant, but now we're starting to have expectations. Okay. We're still not building great relationships, but we are now at least starting to expect something from our students. Here's some terms. The technocrat, the traditionalist. Mm. You kind of see those terms uh, used interchangeably for this one. So this one, this teacher is, is, or this mentor is actually, uh, they're actually skilled Mm-hmm. in the the craft of teaching they know what they're doing um they still do not build a rapport but they hold high expectations and they expect their students to meet them mm-hmm. um they're very competent when it comes to the technical parts of instruction uh they're better with their independent than their dependent students. So we still have that of issue. They're yeah. strict. They're the strict yes. teacher. Uh, and they might even, now we're, st- they, even though they're not necessarily, uh, what should we, they're not necessarily building, they're not explicitly building relationships, but they could still be viewed as likable by their students because they are at least working on the teacher side of things. Yeah. Right? Okay. They're, they're prepared. Mm-hmm. They have instruction. They have expectations. Yeah. They're probably keeping up with their grading. Okay. They're Kids just not. Kids probably think they're smart. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a respect, yeah. Yeah. even if they're not connected to them yeah. too deeply. Yeah. So that's the, the technocrat or the traditionalist. Mm-hmm. That's, I like traditionalist. I, I, you know, and I can see that. that. That to me, you're right, makes more sense. As a, as a title for this person, because I really do see it as like an old school sort of like yeah. when you when you think of sort of the old school, you know, button down kind of more formal teacher mm-hmm. that probably wasn't so concerned with relationships as much as more about keeping order. You know, things were just more formal. Yeah. You know, we're, we're more touchy feely. Yeah, today. we are. We really are. Not that there wasn't warm demanders. Well before 1972. Yeah. But it was maybe just not as, not as prevalent. Mm -hmm. It was not, it was not something that was as studied as much. And, and the need for those relationships between teachers and students was not as, as much a part of our. And the need for more engagement, you know, like edutainment, you know, those funny terms that come up because just the kids need, it's harder and harder to keep their attention. Yeah. I actually kind of hate that one. It's, I mean, it's tough, but it's just, it's so much, it's so different than it was decades ago. So when people say, when I was in school, you had to stop them. It's a very different world now. It is. You know, so I'm not saying you have to engage them in tech with technology. Some do that very Mm -hmm. well, but, but you need to actively engage. That's part of the job. Yeah. You know, do I need to sing songs? I like singing songs in class. Yeah, I would add a couple songs. You know, we have the lyrics to uh, Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. Yeah. And we sing that every once in a while. Although there's a lot of awkward instrumental parts in that song <laughs> where then we just all kind of have to sway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. but Swain is good. But that and, uh, yeah, I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. Okay. Did you swap out the lyrics for something like for, you know, like you hear that sometimes, right? Like science teachers, like doing like the periodic table to like a popular song. Oh yeah. Well, when I taught AP lit, I changed it to, um, instead of I will survive, we'll get a five. We'll get a five. I remember, remember? that. Yeah. 
first I was afraid, I was petrified. Um, I'll have to pull the lyrics for that. Yeah. That was cute. I haven't taught it in a few years. Yeah. But uh, yeah. That was good. Edutainment. Mm-hmm. That was a little edutainment that was, that was a little going edutainment. on. Okay. All right, are we ready to move over to the other half? Yes, I okay. want to get to the warm Let's, side. Like we're we're getting we're getting we're going to move to the warm side. Jeez, we're going to warm up. I know we've been talking about how the sun's. We're kind of doing. The I've same. been cold all day. This is like a very spring-like presentation. We're going from cold to warm. We're moving from winter into spring. Jeez, it's metaphorical. Yeah, we're going through the seasons, the seasons <laughs> of teaching. <laughs> all right, so now so now we're going to move to the other side, but we're going to go back down. So we're going to move over to the warm side, but we're going to go mm-hmm. down below the expectation line, back down to the the lenient side, but at least we're warm. Yeah. Uh, here's the term, and I only found one term associated with this one. It's the sentimentalist. Mm. The sentimentalist. I'll give you a better term. The cool teacher. The cool, the softy. <laughs> the teacher that everybody wants to be in their class. Yeah. They're, they're warm and... And they have no expectations. They do. And, and, and so this is the one, this is sort of the, the one who really, I think, imagines themselves as really strongly advocating, right? They, they care so much. They yep. really wrap their arms and they might even like, this is the one who's always like feeding their students and like, you know, like really feels like they're helping yeah. them. They're always, you know, they doing... want the classroom to be like a home. Yes. They want them just to feel love. Yes. But what they don't realize is that, when they have no expectations at all that, you know, whatever goods they are, whatever positive is happening from their relationship side of things is being negated by their just pure leniency of, they don't expect anything. They don't yes. expect growth. And, and can quickly turn into chaos. Yes. I have to say quick chaos with 35, 38 kids in the room. Yeah. No expectations. Um, they are well liked by their students, but they are seen as a pushover. The students kind of have a little underground yeah. mm-hmm. uh, chat about they it. They kind of understand, hey, you can get away with, with anything in this class. Yeah. You can, the, the students probably say, hey, I turned that in, remember? They kind of yeah. do one of those little, yeah. little or, numbers. Or, or they, just, um, they, they, they know that they can just go to like a default sob story. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, my... You know, I just broke up with my girlfriend. Oh, and, that is a sad story. Uh, that's why I couldn't do my homework, Miss Jones. And so I'd probably give him another day. Yeah. Can I just maybe not do it at all? Can you just like We're in my quadrant. Can you just give me an <laughs> just give me an NA? Just give me a non app uh, just give me, you know Can I take a pass on this yeah. one? <laughs> I'm so sad. Breakups are tough though. Yeah. See I got <laughs> <laughs> you know how to push your buttons, Mrs. Jones. Um, let's see. What else might they do? They oh, they, here's an, uh, a good characteristic or a good defining characteristic of this person. They can over scaffold instruction and really dumb things down. Oh yeah, right. Because their expectations are so low, they yeah. make things so easy. Yeah, so that that students can find kind of a faux success. Mm-hmm. You know, because they talk about low-hanging fruit. Like, you want you want the fruit to be just out of reach of the kids' hands. Right. And then you can help them get to the fruit. But if it's low-hanging fruit and they just get up and grab it, they don't appreciate it. Yeah. And they didn't have to learn any tools to get it. The ZPD. The right. zone of proximity. Wait, proximal development. Proximal, the zone of proximal development. Yep, there's next episode. Right? I know. <laughs> We're just going to keep dropping some uh, lingo. Oh my God. And then that'll just keep forming our next episode. non-teachers will have yeah. their 
No, but that's that's where that, over. But that's where growth happens, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't you're anything. Stretching. If you want to get better, right? I mean, this is like think about it when you're exercising. If if you're doing push-ups and you don't get to that point where your arms start to wobble a little bit, which means I'm going a little bit beyond what my arms are used to doing. I'm asking my muscles to perform one, maybe two more push-ups than they're really capable of doing. If you don't get to that point, yeah, then you're not going to grow strength-wise because you're sending the messages. If, if I'm able to easily accomplish everything that's being asked of me, then the message being sent to my brain and to my body or whatever I'm, I'm trying to, to grow, the message is, hey, growth is not needed. I'm good. Good. Yep. You, you're, you're perfectly, you know, you have whatever intelligence or whatever strength you mm-hmm. need to accomplish everything. So if we're not pushing them, if we don't have those yeah. expectations, if we're not asking their arms to wobble a little yeah. bit, you know, I think we can all, we all know what that feels like. It, they're Physically. 14 through 18. They need to yeah. wobble. So they're not so, there. No. And, and <laughs> so know? the brain, the brain needs to wobble too, right? Mm-hmm. We need to find those things that, and that's, and that's the expectation piece. Yep. Right. And that's why we need to move up the expectation piece. Are we, are we ready? Oh my God. It's the grand finale. Are we, are, are we ready for the final? It's the perfect teacher. Start warming up the warm demander. <laughs> get it, get it loaded. Load. Cause it always, in Star Wars, this is always like the final, the final scene, right? It, Cause it takes a long time to get the, uh, the warm demander, right? The, the, the gun that's going to destroy the planet yeah. always seems to take, you know, like 15, like the final 15 minutes of every Star Wars. Gotta wait for it. Gotta wait for it. So we made you wait. Delayed gratification. So the warm demander. So now this is the strong on the relationship side of things. They understand. They take the time. You got to. Take the time to Mm. build those relationships and get to know every single student individually. Absolutely. It makes your job so fun. Yeah. I feel sorry for for teachers that kind of haven't gotten that piece. You know? Yeah. You, it makes it so fun when you know every kid, you have a little nickname for them, you, you know, you share with them a little bit about your life, they share about their lives. I mean, it doesn't take but five minutes every class to do a little getting to know you, Yeah, you know, and some brain breaks. Yeah. Anyway, but not everybody does it. Now, Teachers that don't know their kids' names by semester. Right. And I don't. That's awful. I don't even know. What do you think that is? What do you think? What? I think, what, okay, I don't, I'll tell do you one pet peeve back? I have is people that say I'm bad at names. Oh my God. Cause then you just got to then get better. You've got to do something to get better. Right. You can't just say I'm bad at that. Cause we're educated people. You need to improve whether you do a seating chart or make little cue cards or write, keep a roster and write down the color of their hair or, you know, whatever you need to do. But, but a kid needs to hear their name at least, I would say, two times per class. What if a kid says, I'm bad at math? Oh, that's bad, too. Yeah. Are you allowed? That's, that's bad, too. I mean, right, because that just shuts the that right. shuts. So the I'm saying gate. is like a teacher would mm-hmm. not accept that. Yep. Right. We, we know in our heart of hearts, mm-hmm. in our brains of brains, that we're not going to accept from a student just to shut down yep. and say, I'm bad at whatever. Yep. That's that fixed mindset. Yeah, you're right? going to come back and say, well, not anymore, brother. Right. This is the this is the growth mindset mm-hmm. versus the fixed mindset. This is yep. Carol Dweck. It's a whole God, yeah. Man. You can do this. I just made another episode right there. That's a whole. It's a whole other episode. Oh God, it is. Okay, but that yeah. one who just says, "Hey, I am what I am." 
Yeah. That's the very, that's the fixed. My, I'm not going to change. I was born mm-hmm. a bad at names person. There's no such thing. No such thing. It's just whatever you put effort into, right? You you reap benefits from. What you're so. really bad at is trying to get to know your students. Yep. And it takes it takes effort. It has yeah. to be written into your lesson plans. Yeah. Name now, games. Now now you that sort of thing. You are a natural. You are a natural people person. But what about um, those that are like so? You know, like we were talking about how there's a lot of room in these quadrants. There's right? a you, lot of room. You might be you might be a, a warm demander, but you are just barely oh you know outside of the yep. origin. You know, but someone else might be really far over. Yep. High expectations, high you know whatever. Um, you know, like when we take those personality tests. Yeah. Right, and so mm-hmm. I always I am an I'm an ENTJ if I'm remembering that correctly ENTJ, and the E stands for extrovert, but I'm barely an extrovert, mm. right? I am, I like, if there's 20 questions that determine whether or not you are an E or an I, an extrovert or yeah. an introvert, I'm like 11 points for the extrovert side, nine points for the introvert side. You're, you're 20 to zero. Oh, I don't know. Yes, you are. You're 20 to zero. Okay. When we do this, you're 20 to zero. So you are a fan. You are very, like, people is your thing, right? I Relationship do like, thing. I do love so, being with people. So what, what is your advice as a 20 to zero E, what's your advice to the 20 to zero I? Well, I have a couple things to say on that. Um, one, I've just finished reading my kids' graduation speeches. This is kind of sad. They're working on graduation speeches, um, my seniors. Cause Even we, though it might not happen. I know. It might not happen live, you know, yeah, but we'll do something. Um, most of them do a shout out to some of their favorite teachers. I swear to God, Matt, almost every teacher on our faculty has been given a shout out by somebody. And I mean, some of our most introverted, you know, a yeah. little more on the quiet side, what you'd say, not a people person. Yeah. There are kids that absolutely adore them. So I don't think you don't want to not be genuine to yourself. Right. If you are a little more of an internal life of the mind person, but you you're an academic, but you found yourself teaching, which most academics do, you know, um, you have to they know what one thing a teenager can sniff out is whether you're genuine or sincere or not. So you got to be sincere to yourself Um, and you got to find some activities that you don't need to get all crazy. You don't need to sing. Don't stop believing. You know, that's that's come on. That's not that's not happening. That would like terrify people. Okay, I'm not doing super fun, though. No way. I'm not okay. saying think about it. Lean on me. No. Okay. Um, anyway, but you can find some things that are a little more, you know, you could just ma- have the kids make a, a name tent, right? Just pop up a piece of paper with their name on it. That sits up there for the first four weeks facing you mm-hmm. and you collect them every day and you hand them out every day. You know, that's nothing crazy and wild, but you're looking at their name and the name tent name, you know, face and the name tent over and over and over. You need to find those little tricks. Yeah. But you don't want to put a square peg into a round hole, yeah. like and try to. You know, be- and, and I, in 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 all reality, I there's probably not a zero to twenty or a twenty to zero I versus E introvert versus. If you're a twenty to zero introvert versus extrovert, you probably did not go into teaching. Yeah, right? don't you think? I you probably were not drawn to a yeah. to a profession that had a lot of personal interaction and, and require that you 
you know, lead, but we, we still do. We do have our introverts. We do we have, do. Our, we do have those yeah. that are, you know, and like I said, I'm borderline. I, you know, the, the, you know, I'm just barely. Although on no the one would ever think that of you. Well, and I think that's the misnomer that introverts are like <laughs> awkwardly shy. Little mousy. Whatever. Mutes. Yeah. You're definitely not a mute. No. And, and <laughs> what's the book? Um, uh, that I love that book, Quiet. Oh, Quiet. That was a fan. Yeah. You know, and when I read that book, that really like totally spoke mm. to me. Like I understood myself so much better once I, yeah. once I read that. The power was it the power of introverts? Uh, yeah, it's like something, something like the like power that. of in, in, the power of introverts uh, in a world that just won't shut up or something like it was like yeah. a great you know subtitle, but the, the title itself was just quiet. Yeah. That was a re- that was a really fantastic book. I got a I got a lot out of that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, introverts are powerful. They run the world. Yeah. You know, but we, uh, we love extroverts in America. Yeah. We like bigger the better. Oh yeah. Louder the better. Yeah. You know, that's just kind yeah. of what it is. Yeah. And so I think maybe too, with our, you know, building of relationships is this is a one-on-one deal, right? I'm getting to know each one of my students. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting to know my class per se, although classes do over time develop a personality. They do. Right. They do. You know, based on the, mm-hmm. the students that you have, you have in there, but this is a brick by brick situation. I'm building my relationship with each student every day when they come through the door. Like we talked about, you know, episode one, when you talked about meeting the kids at the door, yeah. that's the, that's the first step towards yep. building those relationships. Cause that means every single day you're building that relationship every single day, five seconds at a time, you're getting to know them. Yep. And before class even starts. Yes. And, and you're, you're building that habit of first, you know, you're building that name recognition. You're getting to know their name, a little bit of eye contact. And then as you get to know them better, then you're asking a little question. Yep. Right. A personal question Mm -hmm. that lets them know that, Hey, I paid attention. I know that you're on the football showing team. showing interest in me. Right. And so these are kids that they don't do work, but they might do work for you. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of the trick, right? Is we do have teachers that are quick to kind of put a bunch of zeros in grade book and fail. They're, I'm going to fail them first, you know, first progress board. They're going to get a big F and that's going to scare them and get better. It doesn't work that way. Never works. You get a big F and guess what? That's they, kind of their trajectory for the next three years. If it's a freshman yeah. is it's very dangerous, right? But you create that relationship. It makes it very hard for them when you look them in the eye and be like, Hey, how come we're not working? Come on, let's go. You know, all right. You know, I better do it for Mr. Jones, you know, mm-hmm. or they just have that um, little heart. There's a little heart in them that kind of glows. Yeah. Like I better do it. Yeah. She's so, so nice to me all the time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> And, and, and uh, you know, what's that super corny little quote about care? That you oh, learned? Before they care what you know, they need to know that you care. Yeah. It's, it's pretty corny, but but it's, it's, it's really, true. It's really beautiful. Yeah, it kind of cuts right to the heart of it, right? Yeah. And so these little steps, brick by brick, student by student, moment, five seconds at a time, because the it's a long, it's a, the, the year is long. It is. Right? The year is long. And to, I mean, just imagine, you know, when I try to tell my students, when I try to get them to like embrace math, that seems to be one of the, you know, I hate, I, I enjoy math. I always hate sort of like coming down on math, but it is, yeah. it is, it is like a universally sort of like 
uh, you know, tense moment. It just has become what it is. Uh, When I try to get my students to embrace math and just sort of change their attitude about it. One of the things I might tell them is, hey, you know, uh, whether you like it or not, you've got math. You've got math every day or every other day, depending on how your schedule, your school schedule Mm -hmm. is. An hour, two hours, whatever it is, for like the next three years of your life, minimum, if I'm talking to freshmen. Yeah. Wouldn't it be so much nicer if you liked, you found something to like about it? Yeah. Wouldn't it make your life, so knowing that I'm going to every day for an hour go somewhere that I just feel like so junk about it's a terrible feeling what, and, to and walk so, in and know nothing yeah like not know how to do anything so so you know attitude is everything right it, yeah it, it, rapping teachers same thing right if if wouldn't it be so much nicer this is this is what you do this is your livelihood wouldn't it be so much nicer if you walked into a room full of people you knew yeah a room full of people that you that you cared about it, the, that you enjoyed each other's company. You Wouldn't that laughed. make your, I mean, this is yeah. your, we get one go around, right? We're, we're on this, we're on this earth once. Yeah. That's when what it, I miss so much about being in quarantine right now is just cracking up with my students. They're so funny. Like the things that come out of their mouth. I always say like, God bless teenagers. They're so in the moment. Mm-hmm. They're so passionate. They're so pure and they're so funny. Yeah. Like, I just miss that um, spontaneity. Like yeah. you don't know what's happening period to period. What's happening? <laughs> it's just, what's happening? I, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, hey, we need to, we, let's, uh, yes. So relationships. Yep. They're the spice of life. Yeah. And they really are. And that's what makes the warm demander that. Yes. That. But there's the other half of the warm demander and that's the expectation piece. Well, they're going to get the work out of them because okay. the kids love them. So we can't just be, if mm-hmm. we remember a warm demander is not a warm demander without the the demander part. Yep. Without the demander part, they're just the pushover. Yeah. Right. They're the softy. Mm-hmm. So we got to make sure that the the demander piece is there as well. So how yep. do we do that? How do we how do we set those expectations? You have to be where, very. Where, where do we set them? I think it has. You have to be very organized. Yes. You have to um, honor your word. Mm-hmm. You have to know what you're doing every day. Not that pacing doesn't change, but you have got to, you never walk into your room not having a solid lesson plan yeah. and not the shape of the day. Right. You know, that credibility piece has to be there. They have to know that you are credible. You are professional. You never walk in not knowing what you're doing. You don't walk in late. You know, mm-hmm. you're on your game. That, right. that goes a long way. Because yeah. remember, just on the other side, just on the other side of the line, we had the, the traditionalist, right? They're, they were very skilled as a teacher. Mm-hmm. They just didn't have the, 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 the relationship piece. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're bringing that skill yeah. to the other side. We're bringing that skill, that technical yep. um, capability, that, you're right, that organization, organizational piece, yep. the, the, um, the preparedness. Mm-hmm. Like you write things down. Yes. You know, if a kid says, oh, Miss Jones, you didn't put in that, that, you know, permission slip I told you about. It's still blank. Yeah. Go to my desk on a post-it and write down your name and write down permission slip. Right. You know, like you do those little things and that makes them feel better. Right. You're not winging it. You're not winging it. No. But you're also busy and you can't write it down right now. You got to get those things into place. Yeah. You know, have a place that they write down notes that remind you what to do. Um, I think that's really important. I don't like when people don't write things down. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> at meetings when there's like a lot of things being kind of bulleted, you know, people are just. Got it. I got it. It's up here. Like, no, write got it, it down. It's in my head. Oh my God. That yeah. freaks me out. I'm yeah. a, I'm a little bit that way. I'm well, a, here, here. And I'll give you an example in, in college. Mm-hmm. And maybe I just found out why it took me so long. Um, yeah. And, seven year guy. So, so maybe don't listen to me. Don't, don't take my advice on how to <laughs> progress through just college. write stuff down. I, you know, like I'm really bad when it comes to taking notes during lecture, because I always felt like as soon as I started writing something down, I was not paying attention. I always had that moment. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I was going to miss something. It's like going to the restroom during a movie. Like I, I hate to do it. Like I know you have to do it sometimes, but I'm yeah. going to, I know as soon as I do it, I'm going to miss something. Yeah. So as soon as I, as soon as I break, you know, because your brain cannot do two things at once. We like yeah. to think that it can, but yeah. it cannot. So I cannot simultaneously zero in my focus on a, a, an instructor and write down notes about what they just said previously. So I always had a hard time, but I think that's yeah. a little bit different than what you're talking about. No, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, it's not that I don't write stuff down. I do. Yeah. I, I write a lot of stuff yeah. down. Um, you got, so on top of being organized also means your, your grades are up to date. Oh, totally. And if you are demanding that, that piece of work be turned in on time, you are giving them really timely feedback. Yes. So you're giving stuff back to them either same day if you're spot checking it or, um, next day or next, you know, maybe next couple days, depending on the piece. But, um, you need to find a way to grade quickly and effectively because it only gets worse. I mean, yeah. if you procrastinate on grading, it's the, it's the snowball that just right becomes a yeah. avalanche. Yeah. But so so whatever systems you have, now we're coming back to systems. I know. Whatever systems you have in your classroom, they are efficient. They are organized. Yep. They are fair. Yes. They are fair. Oh, I can't believe I didn't say fair. And they are equitable. Fair is a teenager's okay. middle name. That's while, not fair. While you have high expectations for all, there yep. are variances. You are going to make individual adjustments where where necessary, mm-hmm. but not based on a sob story that someone just Unless broke up. Unless it's a breakup. <laughs> Found your kryptonite. <laughs> Little cuties. Relationships. I know. Teenage relationships. Little Romeos and Juliets. Yeah. Or Romeos hope, and Romeos and Juliets and Juliets. I hope none of your students listen to this. They're going to, they're going to. Use that little bit of little nugget of kryptonite wow. against you. I feel for him. <laughs> I know. All right. <laughs> well, um, well, we can unpack that pretty yeah, well. Yeah. So, huh? what what is a warm demander? I think it's that it's everything that we just said. I think it's the most enjoyable spot. It makes the classroom the most enjoyable place it can be for both teacher and student alike. That's right. a warm demander. Yeah. So. You know, it's, uh, and I think would increase your likelihood of staying in the classroom. Yes. It's hard oh, to totally. stay in the classroom year after year. You've got to find ways to make it enjoyable for you. Totally. And, and I, and I hope, I hope that, you know, whoever was listening, I hope that like all three of you, um, kind of took a, <laughs> took a moment. My mom. <laughs> and my mom. Oh, there's two. And, and your sister. Okay. We yeah, got it. My brother is not going to listen. He's not going to listen. He's not going to listen. <laughs> And uh, so, so uh, here's, here's what we hope that you do is that you take, you take inventory of kind of where you are and on who this, you are on, yep. yes, where you are on this, on the mm-hmm. spectrum. Okay. Where are you on the relationship spectrum? And, and from, from the totally distant 
to the super deep relationship. You are somewhere, somewhere on that line. And, and your job, no matter where you are, is if you're, if you're on the distant side and that's, that's fine. That's who you are at this moment. Yeah. At this moment, that's who you are. But your goal is not to become the super deep relationship person. No. Your goal. No. Is to move beyond the midpoint. Yeah. To know their is, names. Is to go from being mostly distant to mostly relational. Just, just yeah. get past the halfway point. Yeah. And then you can move from there. Just like my goal with a student that is failing is not to turn them into an A student. No. My goal no. at first is to get them to pass, which is to move them up to a D. Mm-hmm. And then we can go from there. Yeah. Then you okay? get the momentum so, moving. So assess wherever you are on that, on yeah. that line from, from totally distant to totally relational. And, and if you're anywhere on that distant half, your, your first goal is just to find, find a way to get past the midpoint. Yep. Okay. Same thing goes, same thing goes for the expectation side of things. If you find that you really don't have any expectations and whatever the kids produce, they produce and, and you kind of have some, you know, low expectations. You're not great with the, with the dependent learners, those that need a little more help. Um, your goal is not to become super high expectation teacher. Yeah. It's just to move up. Get a little more work out of them. Past the midway point. Mm-hmm. Have be a little more on the, on the expectation side than the lenient side. Yep. So our goal is not to become the great all knowing, you know, just super awesome. I said awesome. Drink. Warm demander. Yeah. It's to be just sneak into that quadrant. Yeah. Get just like put your toe in the pool. Just get just you're you're sort like you're holding on to the Mm -hmm. origin. You got one hand on the origin, just like a like a new kid swimming in the pool. Yeah. They still got their hand, but you're you're in the you're in the deep end. Yep. Right? Let's get into the deep end. Let's start to feel what this water is like and let's start to get accustomed. It's gonna feel pretty good. And then I think you're gonna start to feel Yes. Right? You're the the relationships are going to build. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to start to see the work from your students and that's going to be inspirational. That's going to, insp- you know, yep. it's going to make you feel good. Yep. And then, and then you're going to let go. You're going to let your, your hands going to come free of the origin and you're going to start to swim and you're going to get deeper and more effective and you're going to grow yep. as a teacher, as a parent, as yep. a coach, as a, wh- whoever you are. Yeah. But you're going to start boss. to love your job. Yes. Yeah. You know, and that's important. So that's not only, who is or what is a warm demander? That's why. Yeah. That's why we all need to yeah. be. It really is more for the teacher demand. than the kids. Yeah. Because we want teachers to last. We need to do this. You know? Yeah. All right. Well. Good job unpacking. Yes. Okay. Well, it's time for us to close out our show. Oh, yes. And um, this is where, this is, it's time for, that's the beauty of it all. I went last time. That means it's Lori's turn. Lori, do you have some? I, I have a little something an today. Exactly, an exactly 250 yeah, words. Yeah, this is hard, this 250 word constraint we put on ourselves. Because you'll get, you know, you get under 246, 252. I love it. And I mean, I go to 250. I have not even cheated. Good. You, yeah. you can't. You're not allowed in this segment I if know. you don't play by the rules. Well, I can't wait till people start uh, I care about submitting. You. I have high expectations. I want you to meet. Exa- I'm not expecting anything less. I'm warm demanding you. I don't see much warm going on there. <laughs> I see the D part. I want 250 <laughs> words, honey. I used honey. 
I used all a right. term of endearment. All right. My beauty of it all segment is entitled breadcrumbs. The counter covered in breadcrumbs informs me of a hasty PBJ. The clothes forgotten in the dryer sadly await their owner as subtle wrinkles become concrete. Hershey's syrup hardens on the handle of the refrigerator, and a novel in the category of high-interest young adult fiction acts as a coaster for a half-drunk Dasani water bottle. The shower runs far longer than mine would, and the word's explicit lyrics live on all tracks of his Apple Music playlists. But the golden-flecked hazel eyes are just as deep as they were when he looked up at me every morning on the kindergarten playground, begging me not to leave, or when he would run up to me at Kailua Beach in saggy sand-caked toddler board shorts, insisting that sand crabs meowed. This is my very 16-year-old son, who is begrudgingly spending the remainder of his junior year in our modest home, closely quarantined from an invisible virus that has stripped him of his social life, both varsity swim and club water polo seasons, and even the newfound freedom and autonomy his cherished driver's license and 2001 Jeep Cherokee have brought him. As high school slips away, replaced by nonstop family time, I now see the literal breadcrumbs more as Hansel and Gretel's navigational tool. Every mess leads me back to him. Soon they will disappear. The counter will be spotless. And I will wish for it all back. And that's the beauty of it all. Dang it, I got emotional. <laughs> I'm crying. It's because you're a warm demand. Oh. We're all emotional in Corona land. Toby. We're all a little wacky. We need some sun. I love him. We need to be together again. <laughs> Soon we will. <laughs> well, Brian, Brian's going to make us all feel happy. Please. Stick around and listen. Tree to tree.
Beauty of it.